Greetings. My name is James Major Burns, and this is The Third Degree with me as your host, James Major Burns. Can you believe it? I'm back again. But this is a safe space for myself and others, other creatives who have so much going on in our world, in our lives, and we are going to share it here with you. Because what you see is not always the truth, so please, baby, please, ladies and gentlemen, it's not baby. <laughs> when you see us, act like you know us, but you don't know us that well. But you also are here to live, laugh, share, love, and sometimes debate with each other. I messed that all the way up, but you catch my drift. But today, I have with me a very special lady from Youngstown, Ohio, Miss Sequoia Harris. Hey, everybody. <laughs> the crowd is going wild. <laughs> welcome. Welcome aboard. Hey. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I am very happy to have you. Thank you so much because you're always so nice and you're always so sweet when we see you. I know because I just love you guys. You Aww. know, ever well, we since, what was it, Pride? Was it last year or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was last year. Okay, yeah, y'all missed tore this year. the stage up. Thank you. Thank you. I was happy that y'all came to support us. Yes, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I yeah, your outfit that day. Mm, I love you, those outfits. <laughs> man, you brought the. I was. I just. That was a great first experience, first exchange. I just. I'm loved. glad. I said, look, this year I'm contacting all those people and be like, so I want to headline this year. I want to exactly. go ahead and get our sets. Mm-hmm. A little bit more pay. But I said, I'm like, we worked at that. We put on a good show. Come on, you seen the crowd? We right. y'all formed in front. Right. I'm so like, I, I said we that. come back bigger and better this year. So that's my plan. Yes. It's like every year with Pride, I try to. One get to um, add another one. So mm-hmm. with the ones we perform at, because I'm just trying to add more, you know, gigs, right. more, but keep keep them routinely. Right. But because I feel like it's a circuit we could have, you know, mm-hmm. do so many prizes. I could travel the nation doing prizes. Exactly. I'm, I'm not mad. And then you built the market, though, like yeah. a target market. What the we audience, was already talking about. Yeah. Because yeah. there's like an audience for us. We're just still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. As because we do theater, we don't just perform at, at prizes or do stuff like that. So exactly. we're not necessarily just like gay artists. But we just perform our pride because the right. gig gets paid. And exactly. We just want to be there and, and share our talents with yeah, everybody there. Just it was give so good. Energy. It was a lot of good performers, oh. but you guys did a great job. Thank you. Listen, I got to open up, open up for Miss Deborah Cox at Akron Pride Come this on, year. Come on, somebody. And yes. I was excited, and I performed, you know, several songs that I wrote myself, and then I covered some songs also. Come and I felt like it was one of my best performances that I like put together myself. Mm-hmm. And then Deborah Cox performed, and I was like, "This is a great day." Like I, I made it. I know that's <laughs> like, how I I'm felt. Opening for the I was on Deborah the main Cox. stage. It was a beautiful. I didn't know the stage was going to be that big. I was like, "This is nice." Period. I'm surprised you wasn't out there. Like nobody's supposed to be. I said, "I'm gonna save it for her." <laughs> yes. So I'm like wondering. I'm like, next year, you know, I perform for 30 minutes this year. Maybe next year it would be 45. You never know. Yes. But we already talked, and I think they want to have me back. They they said like, "We'd love to have you back." I'm like, "Okay," but I will be contacting you so you don't forget. Exactly. That is so dope. It was a great experience. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's like a whole nother stage, you know, coming from a small place like Youngstown. Right. And to go. I want to do that in Youngstown, though, because we need to put more effort Mm -hmm. and finances into some of those things. Yeah. Like that year I did it. Sorry, but the sound was trash. Sorry. 
he, he know who he is. He don't listen to the podcast, so he ain't gonna hear it anyway. <laughs> but the DJ, I was like, you need to get this sound together because we need to be able to hear right. the entertainment. Yeah. The space was like small and it was like chords and stuff. Yeah. But I just wanted everybody to, you know, I want us to treat it like we would go to Cleveland Pride or Pittsburgh Pride. Exactly. People be like, oh, it's lame. I'm like, well, you live here, make it not lame. Exactly. And people gotta contribute though. And everybody know? who goes to those other cities, they don't all live there. This Everybody else is. Mm -hmm. taking their greatness from their small city and going to a great city for this one day or this little bit of time and all of that energy is there it's you though right so that energy exactly. is with you so keep that same energy in your city exactly that's Needs why i said give me my flowers now exactly like don't wait till I'm, well i wish i had a rose because i'm <laughs> passing it over like here you go because i told you too after dream girls you blew me away with your james early i Oh, Jimmy, I love, baby. <laughs> I, I got a video on my phone. I ain't gonna show you now, but me and my aunt at, at intermission, we was out there getting it. I'm like, you see, I can't like Jimmy Gasso, Jimmy Gasso. We was in the car yes. clowning, but it was just a good time. Like you, you can tell you put your heart on the stage I when you perform. I enjoy it so much, and so. I was talking to Michael about this, but I was thinking today because I watched tennis and they're doing like the best um, matches of like the decade and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, it is 2019. I'm going into a new season. Um, I, I think I had a pretty good year this year and and I accomplished a lot of things that I've always wanted to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking as far as like theater goes, what's been my like best season? Yeah. So I'm like, this year I got to do two of my best roles and my favorite roles. Yeah. Jimmy Thunder early, and mm -hmm. then I was Donkey all summer. Those are my favorite roles, and I'm they probably fit I my... I couldn't see that, yeah. Right. I, 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 be, I always want the playoffs to do it, but everyone does it. They try not to do the shows that everybody does mm -hmm. all the time. I'm like, I know, but it's Shrek, and I can be Donkey. You can just <laughs> tell him to come here. You ain't got to worry about nothing, baby. Right. Because I just come here, and it's, Donkey is like the back of my hand. Mm -hmm. So much that I'm actually stepping in to be Donkey at um, the Beck Center in Lakewood, like Cleveland. Um, Saturday 2.30 show because the donkey is graduating so they needed somebody to step in so I was contacted I was like of course because right. I know donkey like the back of my hand that's my boy yeah. I see a whole lane though for donkey like everybody's so focused on I'm Shrek. trying to get a, to make a, a donkey, donkey show. The musical I've been yes. tweeting Eddie I'm like Eddie look come on I'm coming to America to yes musical. Look, we I'm, need that. I'm trying to try out for it uh, just don't even try out for it don't even hold auditions just I'm right here I'm here ready I am donkey period but then I was I also got a chance to do um, Guys and Dolls and the number that I sang I've always wanted to sing it's called Sit Down You're Rocking the Boat and it's one of the reasons they call this um, number the 11 o'clock number or the you know that number of the show and I was able to do it at the you know and the biggest stage I've ever performed in front of 2,000 people with the Young Sound Symphony wow. and a group of singers and I had a solo. Oh. And I sang several songs, but like that solo at the front of the stage. And I just was like, I was like, this is a dream come true. Yeah. You know, just last year, um, last year in October, I was on that same stage, but I was, you know, background singing for mm -hmm. somebody. Yeah, it just show your elevation. And that, like, even being there, I'm like, you know, I can't wait. I'm like, I just want to be at the front. Just, not that I just need to shine in, mm -hmm. but I'm like, I, that's been the goal. That's been the dream. I'm like, I want to be out there one day too. Exactly. So be, to be able to do it. And then I went on to do Shrek, and then I went on to do Dream Girls. Exactly. I said this might be my best season yet. Exactly. Oh, it ain't yet. yet. So far. Exactly. So far, because the greatest things to come. Coming. It's period. Things to come. And you can always see your elevation. Like I just love that. Like I'm a avid to do lister. I I always set goals to do whatever. And when you get a chance to look back on how far you came and how much you accomplished, it's like. 
oh my gosh, I did all of that. Like I, I've been so busy doing it. Do you and ever get too busy that you forget about your list? Like sometimes I forget about the list, and then when I go check the list off, I'm like, oh, I actually. What, what am that? I complaining about? Yeah, Why do I feel terrible? Mm-hmm. I, all the boxes are checked. Exactly. I do that sometimes. I'll be like, why? I, I didn't lost this list or I misplaced it. I knew I should have put it in my phone. I knew I should have put it here or there. But then when you look back and you're like, oh, I accomplished all of that. Like from last year to this year, we opened Diamond Braiders Hair Boutique. So okay, tell the people okay yeah so um one of the businesses that i have i'm a partner in diamond braiders hair boutique we located on 2626 shirley road in youngstown ohio we specialize in braidings but we do have two uh master cosmetologists there they do all types of hairstyles i actually sell the hair and hair supplies at the and store what was the name of the business it, diamond braiders hair boutique is stacy down here no stacy is stacy diamond beauty she works i think she works at Crew Monroe. I couldn't remember where she worked, but I was like, wait, is that it? Because yeah, that no. is the only reason yeah. I thought it's because she Somebody said Somebody else said that, and I was like, you know what? I never even thought about that, you know? Because I Do knew Stacy. Yeah, I okay. knew Stacy my whole life. Like, we both from Camel, so. Right. Yeah, so I grew up with Stacy my whole life, and she does some bomb hair, too. But I think she at Crew Monroe, but her brand oh, yes, independently is Stacy. I think it's Diamond Beauty or something. Something like along those lines, but ours is Diamond Braiders Hair Boutique, so it's it's not to be confused with. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yeah, she does great work too. But we got our own two cosmetologists and braiders in there. We do box braids, you know, uh, fox locks, sew ins, frontals. I sell. I have Bundle Life too, so we sell hair, hair extensions, hair products. Our website is www.shopbundlelife.com. So you can shop our products. We always upload a new stuff too. So now you just, said you're a partner. Who are you partnering with? Oh yeah. So my other two partners are Lisa Monet Oliver and Ashley Murrow. So Ashley, Ash. yeah, she no, no, she no, went to Cheney, I think. But she I her and Monet is real close. Yeah. I know Monet mm-hmm. because her mom was friends with like somebody in my family like her mom knows my dad and, you know yeah. she, we were in school at the same time so i know she plays sports and yeah. stuff but i know she does um, yeah hair, hair. So. yeah she's so the bomb she too. might not know me yeah. but no, i know her i remember she was with me that day i seen you at the federal oh it sure was okay yeah. right 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 yeah but um yeah she her used to mom be a hooper dad, she, she still is okay still cause is. Think, cause, you know she's doing hair now but y'all just need to know she was a hooper i used to go to the girls games yeah girls used to get it in mm-hmm. yeah she still she still could ball but she um she do her thing but my my dad and her mom are brother and sister so if somebody in your family really? knows, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, they would probably know my dad too. Oh, but yeah. look at my face. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that makes right. perfect sense. Yeah, so just a little background to the business. No, that's what's up. Congratulations to you, you, you ladies for doing that because Thank you know you. we're in the midst of trying to get our business up off the ground and yeah. figure out how we're gonna be making some profit off of what we love to do <laughs> and how we can implement it in our city and not have to run out the city. Right. Did, remember the thing I sent you. Did that help at all? With yes. Like... We talk about it. Trey talks about it all the time. That's how he refers to you all the time. Oh. Actually. <laughs> yeah. The girl she sent me this. The, yes. Yeah. Yes. The Harris. Yes. 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 Because yes. I. I just like to help people start their own business. Right, I saw you on Facebook yesterday asking mm-hmm. about it. I, yeah. I, um, so I was like, I, I think that's great and to have that energy. You always have such good energy and it's I, so good to have. It's, it's so, so good important. to be around. Yeah, it's so important. And I'm like super 
energy driven. So if I'm like around a person and I feel the energy is off or I don't feel right about, then I just separate myself from the situation. Like because you have to protect that. Like that's how you stay prosperous and moving forward. When you let the negativity in, it will suck you alive like it will drain you you know so i try to keep it light i try to keep it positive and my favorite thing to say is like i don't talk about people i talk about ideas dreams and goals so if you don't have that type of focus we probably won't have too much to talk about right now i talk about people sometimes <laughs> like, uh... but I, listen let me tell you i'm up every night and when you talk about list my my notes I, I just had to clear out my Google um, docs because it's like you ain't got no more space. I'm like, what you mean I got no more space? Right, like, so I got all these notes and these ideas <laughs> that I've written down. And then I write songs too. So yeah. all my stuff just be in there just loaded. It, and videos and you. stuff. I'm just like, nah, voice memos. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I'll be like, I don't, I'm not somewhere where I can write it down. So I'll just, just gotta you know, say it real quick. Say yeah, it real fast and then come back too. to it later. That means you are like a go-getter though. That's the I'm trying to achieve success. the things that I want. I want to wait on, like, having the show. Like, I didn't want to wait to one day be somebody and then have a talk show. I'm like, no, I'm going to have a talk show right, right now. now. Because so I got a computer. Know. This I is what I'm bringing mic, for so. the people. Right. And I gave it right to myself. Mm -hmm. So thank you for uh, choosing the third degree with James Major Barrett. Yes, I just love it. And I just love your energy, though. It, it like, just make me like more eager to do even more like I, I stay doing something but when I meet people like you like like-minded individuals who have goals have things that they want to achieve or even have ideas that you you taking the most important step just putting them down like a lot of people they always say oh I got this yeah, idea talking or, I about this. it I yeah I cannot stand you got to see talker. it on paper you got to see it on your computer screen it has to be down it has to be yes, an idea that's the first step in making it real and like I tell people all the time so I am doing a business class next year under I still get I'm working on on the name so I don't want to disclose the name but my Facebook page is mogul mindset business services and notary so we offer business services and notary but I'll be doing a class next year to help other people start their own businesses getting them licensed writing business plans marketing plans things of that nature but through that business like my number one saying is always like everybody wants something everybody wants to have their own business everybody wants to be rich everybody wants to be famous what are you doing to execute those wants because a want everybody wants everything everybody has one. you transition those wants into goals and plans and then you have something going for yourself wanting it is not enough what I need is some more patience. Yeah. So if you're selling that, go ahead and give me some. I, I don't got Ooh, it. Dick. That's what I need is more patience because I'm always like, no, now this needs to be now. This needs to happen now. And I'm like, no, things are going to happen when they are going to happen. Exactly. Well, I have that problem too. So I definitely can't sell no patience because I'm one of them people like, if I have an idea, I'm like, okay, I need to start doing it or at least getting the momentum to see like, what what is it picking up what is it gonna do like that's what's nice to have a team that's like all right girl calm down yeah like, like that's good but, but just a second i need that though so i hope by the end of 2020 i can actually build a team that can help like because right now i literally do everything myself and i have four businesses across four businesses and being a mom like and i'm picking up acting so i've been doing a little act trying to do all of those myself and manage all of my appointments all my accounts all my accounting do you get people to tell you that you need to slow down all the time all the time but you know what i never listen to those people never ever ever 
Because all the people that they watch on TV and listen their, to their music all day is doing the same exact thing. Exactly. But the thing is, I definitely can't take advice for somebody who let somebody talk them out of their dreams. Like, you're not doing what you want to do, so, so you can't tell me. Now, if somebody who is colossal in their field might, or in my field is telling me, you know, you might be doing too much, you know, pump your brakes. Maybe I might reevaluate it, but I'm the type of person. If I have this idea, I'm going to bring break, it to that life. Stop. Right. That's what I'm like. People exactly. have told me like, like earlier this year, before I had my great year, mm -hmm. my friends were like, you need to slow down. And I'm like, for what? For what? <laughs> slow down for what? Because I'm not tired. I'm not no. exhausted. What I needed to do was be more organized. Exactly. I was, I had things all over the place. What I needed to do was be more organized and sometimes more selective in what I was doing and what I was, should not do. Exactly. But I'm like, I don't need to stop. I don't know what type of break you think. I'm, if I don't do theater, I'm going to be working day and night. Exactly. And then... Uh, the outside don't see your vision when you're seeing it or when you're making your vision or you see where you see your life going. The outside, they can't see that. They can't see from your perspective. But once they see your momentum and they see you did, oh, he did one show. Oh, he done popped up in another show. He out here working. He doing that. Now it's doing like, shows. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'm putting in that work, though, because I've seen this happening for months. Even now, because you're doing... What you're doing now, you're doing your podcast, you're doing more shows, you getting married, you starting your thing. And people, some people, it'll be like, whoa, that's too much, it's overwhelming, but they don't see your vision. Like, I have this, and if I can manage all of these, imagine when I have a Broadway show. I going feel like on, this is preparing me for that. It is. I'm like, and oh, that's what it is. I watched my favorites behind the scenes documentaries talking about how they got 30 minutes of sleep, or how, and I'm not saying that's what I want life to be, but as far as doing what I want my ultimate goals to be. Right. Sometimes I know it's going to be endless hours of, you know, work. I've mm -hmm. worked at a nine to five from nine to nine or nine to 12 or almost nine to nine again. So if I can do that for them, mm -hmm. I can do this. Cause I always say, I'm like with all hours in the day, like I need to slowly put all more hours into, into my dream, yes. into what I want to do. If I used you put to be that same a fan of everybody else. I'm like, now I need to put that energy into myself. So right. I can get to where I want to go and not use anybody else as an excuse. Exactly. Yeah, because like when I was working, that's all I used to think about. Like if I put this eight hours into my own business, I would be like, they, I'm making, I probably was making like $15 an hour, which that's a decent job. But if I put this in, I would make $15 like in one minute, you know what I'm saying? Or in one transaction, I, could, I got the possibility to make what I set to make what I feel comfortable making for the services that I So once I just changed my way of thinking, I think more or less, like, and I really stopped listening to people who not following their own dreams, who let other people talk them out of their dreams or let other people influence the decisions that ultimately just affect you like it's not they it's not going to affect them so they're going to tell you what they think but you know so once i changed my way of thinking in that aspect i put everything into myself and i just been growing and glowing ever since <laughs> well that's amazing and continue to do that and continue to grow your businesses grow them children yes and help other people grow their dreams that's like the, the like the almost ultimate success factor is doing all this for yourself and then being able to give back. Exactly, yeah, and I just wanna, when I did it, I did everything myself. Like, I learned everything myself. I got on Google, I got on YouTube and watched every video I could find, read every article that I could find. Anybody who I see going live, they might got a similar business, or I'm tuning in. I'm, like, I'm doing all of this work myself, so, 
first I was like, I'm just, I just want to help people. So I'm just going to give everybody that, like, just tell them tips that, but I'm like, okay, I can do that. But I feel like if I can really help them build it, like, this is the website right, you go effectively. to. It, effectively. like, and show them, like, it, it don't take much, but it take that setting the goals and executing your plans to make it happen. Like, if I can give that to somebody, that would fulfill me more, I felt like. And then it would be uh, extra income because my goal is to have multiple streams of revenue. Right. That's, you know, that's the ultimate. In sleep and be like, in, yes. Yes. Yeah, in vacation and right, have the books rolling yeah, okay, in. Okay, just clear. Yeah. Going back to sleep. I'll be like, yes. So it was just all about that. And I'm still a work in progress. I'm still growing. I'm still Always learning up. every day. And I'm so open to it, though. So. And I feel like that's another thing people need to make sure they stay. When I say don't listen to what somebody who it doesn't affect has to say, stay open to information because you can always learn something from somebody. Even somebody telling you the exact wrong thing or showing you the exact wrong thing, you st it's still a lesson right. there, you know, so Bad stay good. open. There's always something that come out of it that can be good for you. Right. So stay open to that, but also, you know, know that you're the driver of your ship. You're the one who ultimately makes the final decision that these decisions is going to affect in the long run. And if there's any young people out there that are listening to this, what do people say, oh, it's not going to matter when you graduate or it's not going to matter once you get older. It does matter. It does matter. It, what you do now is shaping you into the person that you're going to ultimately become. So if you have something like I heard one of your other interviews when you were saying, with Michael, what you were just saying, but when you were saying, like, how you used to be on the totally opposite end of the spectrum and everything that people, you know, were saying what did like, affect yeah, you. everything. Yeah, it was like, don't let that be the next generation. Don't let that right. be you, like, be you now. I want to push that message. Be what you see I for yourself now. I wish that was a now. class in school. Exactly. Like, there, there's not a social class in school. There's not, not a way to that teaches you how you treat your classmates and people in school. Right. They let things happen because the teachers don't get paid enough and it's a system that just ship us in mm -hmm. and ship us out. And I never liked school for that. And I yeah. didn't take tests, like I said, I never was good at taking tests. I, you see me now, I'm an enthusiastic, you know, eccentric person. I'm like, like, I had to sit in the classroom for eight hours a day and be told to shut up and be still. Exactly. And that wasn't working for me. It yeah. don't work for me now. It still don't, and that's a lot what's wrong with like the school system like I don't know we gonna go all the way into this conversation but that like they don't address the way that people actually learn everybody try to stick to the founding rules yeah, we like, don't all learn that way exactly and they know that though you take tests all the time and it, it shows you the ways you learn are you a physical learner a visual learner verbal you listen better or you more hands-on like i forgot the word for right. that one, but. no hands-on because i was definitely hands-on because yeah. verbally i'll be like yeah just what? like oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> i heard what you like, said i'm hearing a song in my head right now but yeah but show me there was one they will always i took this happened to me twice it was this little quiz a teacher gave us and it would say read all of the directions all of the directions before you answer. And the last one would say, don't do any of the questions except this one and then write your name and you're done. Mm -hmm. And my dumb ass will always be like, always write your name. And then try to erase it. Every time I got, I would look across. I remember when I caught on to it like the second or third time, I was like, Damn it. Yeah. Should've been done first. Right. I would just follow the directions. The directions, yeah. And that's important too. I was just helping somebody with a test. They were like studying for a test. 
and she kept on like trying to over jump the question like and say what it was i'm like no you have to read the question all the way through because that's the only way that you know exactly what solution you're looking for you can have a problem in front of you but if you're just trying to hurry up like well the lights are out at the thing like say for instance it, the lights are out at the playhouse and you're like oh my goodness the lights are out let me get a new light bulb it's like well you didn't evaluate the problem is the bill paid is the jack was it just a storm right. you know like it can be so many variables so you need to know all the essence before you get into it and that's even with starting a business do your research before you start any business because right right, right. yeah trey yeah. is always honest about that he's like you need to be looking this stuff up and he's always researching yes. And that's what I've learned a lot from him because he puts the work in, he studies, he yes. finds the answer. That's he don't okay. wait for the answer, he go find it. Exactly, and that's so important. Like, even what you said, you made your own table, it's all, all about you being proactive. Because when people see that, that's when they're going to gravitate to you. Like, oh, he the go getter, he the one else. I encourage everybody, I'm like, if you want, like you said, I, I've been thinking about, I'm like, do it. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, don't do it because it's going to affect me. I'm like, no, yeah. there's millions of podcasts exactly. out there. If you have a computer, I tell them, I tell them, I'm like, look, my microphone's this much. Uh, there's a few more out there, mm -hmm. but do it right yeah and that's what even what i'm when i'm saying that, it's like that's a goal of mine because i've already started writing and i've already started coming up with topics but it's what you said before i'm trying to now i'm learning patience more like is the timing right well i'm launching the website My fiance so. was like we should because we were going to do it together i ended up doing it alone and he was upset i understand but i love you baby um <laughs> I just needed to do it for me. I was just wanted to do it for me in my way. Right. But I'm like, had I waited on him, we might have waited six months or still wouldn't have it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. In the actual first episode, I was sitting at my table and I just kept saying, greetings, greetings, greetings. <laughs> my name is James Major Burns. Like, my name is James tone. Major Burns. So then I just pressed record. But I did that for like 30 minutes before I, I pressed record. Yeah. I didn't know how to start it. And then I was like, I'm just going to start and then I ended up doing that for like the first two minutes of the episode. And then I just, I was like, okay, just talk, just go. Mm -hmm. You'll figure it out. I'm like, it's going to be a journey. They're going to be here from the bottom to, to the top. top right. And we're going to figure it out. But I just started doing it. Yes. And that make your journey and your testimony at the end of the journey. When you have your big mm -hmm. production studio set and everything, you're going to be like, I remember the day. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm going to exit that out. <laughs> But yeah, you're gonna be like, I remember the day I was sitting at the table. Now you know I'm recording. Oh, I didn't know you were. I didn't know you were doing two today. You don't listen. Hey, Trey. What did you think Sequoia was here for? <laughs> oh, I just to talk. I <laughs> yes, on the podcast. <laughs> oh, did I just interrupt the full podcast? Yes, you did. I oh, think they're recording you too. Yeah, gonna keep you right in touch. Right. Not keep me on this recording. Surprise guest. Surprise guest. I can't believe you. That's how I be. My dad. I tell my dad every morning I have to work, and he call me every morning. At the same time, I told you. Or I'll text him like I'm at work. He'll call me. What did? Okay, whatever. I'm. He know I'm gonna call him back. I'm like, yeah. Did you need something? Like, oh, what you? I'm at work. I'm working. All right. I'll see you in a minute. Get on my nerves. I didn't know why she was at. <laughs> what do you mean? Just to talk. To I, to I told him to before I left. <laughs> right. Oh, that happens all the time. Trust me, I know. But anyway, moving on. So I'm glad we got to chat about that. But one of the reasons I, I wanted you here is because mm -hmm. I put out a little post about having a discussion about 
people who have loved ones who are incarcerated. Yeah. And not a, I, I've been thinking about it because I'm getting married. Mm-hmm. My sister won't be at my wedding because she is in jail. She is oh, in okay. prison. Okay. She's yes. been in prison since 2009. Mm-hmm. And she was supposed to be released in like a couple of years, but she ended up getting into another incident. And now I don't know when she's going to be released. Wow. So then it starts to get my mind going. I'm like, what if she's never released? Or what if she gets 20 years? Right. Or what if, or what if she never gets out? And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. And it's like just this whole part of my life people don't even know of how much I'm even like her. Exactly. I started, I like to sing and dance because that's what she, she did. Right. She, her love for music grew a love for music for me. Mm-hmm. I watched her do everything. Yeah, same for my brother, yeah. So, and then, you know, like, and the fact that she isn't going to be at my wedding, I'm like, wow. Yeah. And it just, you know, at first I only had my my brothers on my, my line, and I have one, my, my best friend, and then one female friend. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, I'm really close with, like, three of my other female friends, so because, like, I can't have my sister there, I just decided that. I was gonna have them there because they're like right. the closest things to sisters that I have. Mm-hmm. But it's still like, I'm like, I just. If that longing for her is not gonna go away. Oh, listen. I, so I actually found out <clears throat> when I was away for Shrek, my dumb ass looked at my phone in between shows, right? Mm-hmm. My mom had sent me this text to me and my brother and was like, this happened. Um, this is what your sister's charged with. They don't know what's gonna go down, but this is how much time she can get. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go out for like the saddest song in the show. Oh my god! I it took everything for me not to like cry on stage because I'm like I don't, if I cry like this, yeah. I won't be able to sing. Right. But like I got off stage and I tried to like walk off stage and I didn't ask anyone to comfort me. I just wanted to be like by myself. Yeah. I was just like I just I didn't even know how to feel. I'm just right. like here I am doing theater, doing what I love on a professional level. Mm-hmm. My dream. She's never seen me perform. Yeah. Because she went to jail. Yeah. It's, when I graduated, the last time I saw her outside of jail was at my graduation party. That is just crazy. I know exactly what you, you know, what you're going through. That's, it's just not nothing I would wish on my worst enemy. That's how I feel. Yeah. And then I went to visit her once. I've only went to visit her once and she's been in jail 10 years. Mm-hmm. But when I tell you that one time really, really messed me up, yeah. not just because of her, but because of prison. Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching, it's a women's prison now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people have the perspective of women being these weaker creatures, these yeah. um, um, softer so um, species. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting in there, babies are there, children are there. I'm like, wow, if this lady just had a baby, she must have got here not too long ago. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, did she have the baby in jail? But Some the people, people are just crying and stuff. And I'm just looking around at these people in this cage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nobody's being helped to be better. Not, not a, there's no rehabilitation going on in the rehabilitation system. Ours, ours in, our, in the U.S. is one of the weakest prison systems out there with the highest number of inmates. Mm-hmm. But they don't do the rehabilitation. Like, I was watching something. I don't know if it was Iceland or Ireland or something like that. And there, you're, you have to learn a trade. You have to get a job. You have to have a way to contribute to society. Like, okay, so my, one of the reasons why I feel inclined to speak on this, my brother is in prison. He's been in there for almost eight years now. Um, He's been back and forth, but my dad been in jail before, you know. Like, I just had a lot of family members. I dealt with jail a lot, but... The closest hitting home is having my brother. He's a year under me, 
Yeah, so I'm his older sister, but even like what you were saying with music, he rapped. So I do a little dabbling on rapping <laughs> because I just love that. Like, that's a connection that we share, you know? So that's important to me, but it, he never seen my daughter. Like, he never got to hold my kids, you know, or like be able to, they have a relationship with him over the phone, but we're, we never That's been so able to, yeah, exactly. And it, it breaks him up, you know what I'm saying? Like, and mind you, he, my brother is 26, he'll be 27 on December 31st, but, um, he, when he got charged, he was 17 years old. So he's literally been in jail like his entire adulthood, you know. And how, how what year? That was 2011 is when he first went to jail. So, so much. much. Yeah, been. like we talk about Facebook and like how we doing stuff on our phones, like Instagram and all that. And he'd be like, like what, what is, is that? Yeah, like he'd be like, I, he'd get a little, you know, from what he hear from people and, you know, people going in and out of there, but it just like. Like when my sister went to jail, the razors were still the phone. Yeah, the razor, the, the flip razor yeah, was still the phone. And he was like, blackberries, and, and I'm like, nah, nobody's doing those anymore. <laughs> right. But <laughs> yeah, but even like what I was saying about the rehabilitation, like since he's been in there, he's been trying to get his GD since he been in there you know and that's one of the determinations like if he would be able to get released early he's supposed to get the gd but they they keep pushing him back saying like oh it's other people getting out before you that's more important i need to get it or oh you don't qual like when he was in a different prison oh you don't qualify to be able to take the test you have to take a class but it's a waiting list for the class so he's been like getting railroaded just for trying to actually rehabilitate or better himself and like as his family he like well i need y'all to do something about it i need y'all to you know see if you could talk to him. and we don't know where to even start like who do we talk to how can we help you it makes me feel so useless like yeah my sister would say to us don't leave me in here and i'm like uh ain't nobody want you to go to go but how can we get you I don't out know what you want me to do she, she'll be like y'all left me in here i'm like left you and it's because she we haven't gone to visit her. Mm -hmm. And I will say, like, you know, I've planned to go visit and then have not gone. Mm -hmm. And um, there's been times where I won't talk to her as much because you of, know like, that. like, how it makes me feel. And yeah. I know it's unfair, but I tell you, like, I think about her every day. And mm -hmm. then, like, literally sometimes I'm like, I just can't. It and is overwhelming. Sometimes, she, like, you know, she fly off at the handle because she thinks she can mm -hmm. say whatever she wants to say. I'm like, no, this still don't fly. Yeah. You can't just be rude and disrespectful because you feel some type of way because like what am I supposed to do? Like, yeah. Oh, I'm mad now. I don't feel like I don't want to talk to you. Just like if somebody else would cuss me out. Right. Right. I'm not going to talk to them. Exactly. You can't just cuss me out mm -hmm. because yeah. you upset. Exactly. And then we have those two like those little snippet or, or like he'll be like, well, I asked you to do this and you didn't do it. And I'm like, well, I, I'm running business. I have kids. I have a life, you know. Oh, my sister would be like, um, can you send me this? And I'm like, now I'm I'm 29 now. I, she, I was 19, mm -hmm. uh, 18, going on 19 when she went in. She was asking me for stuff. I was sending her money a lot. Yeah. And then they have no money to be sending to her. And like I just felt like at one point she she was acting like nobody was sending her money and people were. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I felt used. I'm like, why? Right. Why are you lying? I'm like, you want to be in there watching TV and stuff. And I, then I'm like, well, I'm like, you don't. I don't want to send you money to get a, a TV. I just want to make sure like you eat better or exactly. you know maybe you have the things that you need versus like this luxury. But then I'm like, I don't 
also want to be the person who feel like I can judge her. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to judge her. Yeah. And that was the, the one of the hardest things is because like, um, when I found out like what she did, it just, I was just like, I'm like, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how to judge you because this is like, it's weird for me now because mm-hmm. I wouldn't do nothing like that. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I don't want to judge you, but I don't even know how to feel about you right now because she lied. The thing that really mm-hmm. made me mad is she lied. Yeah. For so years. And she, and she didn't want to, what really pissed me off is she didn't want to snitch. Yeah. She okay. wanted to snitch. So that's why she ended up with the most time out of all of the people she made committed the crime with. Mm-hmm. That made me mad for years. Cause I'm like, yeah. cause you didn't care about us. Right. I'm right. Like, You've missed my entire adulthood. The years that made, that helped shape me to Sha- who I am uh-huh. today. Those most important years. Yeah. You missed because you was protecting people who are not here for you now. Yeah, I definitely get that. Like, the worst thing for me, though, with his case is, like, so he had a murder trial, but he got found not guilty. They still sentenced him to time. Then, being that the murder trial was going on, they was like, well, you have other charges, so you might as well plea out on those charges because this murder trial is going on and it's going to look so bad if you have these other charges pending so you know like he took the plea deal for the other charges or whatever and then got found not guilty they they added more time to the plea deal like so he just been railroaded sitting there and then his outdate is like in limbo like nobody really knows what it is and then you know the lawyers tell you like well if you get sentenced to three years you're only going to do a year and a half or oh. if you get sentenced to you know what i'm saying yeah but it make you want to take it exactly but it's not like crystal clear as they try to make it seem like so i that bothers me a lot but then it also like what you were saying about like i don't want to pay for you to have a tv or i don't want to pay for your luxuries or whatever but then I, when I put myself in his shoes and I'm like, you have like no do. other distraction besides this TV. Because you're in there with all criminals who, you know, they, they don't care about getting drunk. Some people is in here for the rest of their life, whether they do something or not. Yeah. So, like, to give you a different outlet, like I said, he does music. So I try to, you know, we try to keep him up with some music or his streaming or whatever he can do just to escape that because prison is a prison is a prison it's like you in prison three times when you go to one prison you know so just to not have his mind in prison i try to do as much as i can but sometimes it's overwhelming to me because i'm trying to build and yeah. juggle and yeah you know. and my one time my sister was like you going on trips and stuff and i'm like because i can yeah because I, because I deserve yeah. to. And we have arguments like that too. Like, don't, don't, don't do me. Don't tell me what I'm doing with my money and my free time. Period. I was, I, that really upset me. I'm like, I would rather you be here. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want you there. You could have been on but this like, trip with me. Don't make me feel guilty for continuing to live my life. Because yeah. you would rather me send you funds for yeah. what you want to do. And I understand that. But I'm not... If you were a, a grown adult living out of jail, I wouldn't be sending you money for you to live. Exactly. I'm and like, then, you're my oldest sister. Hell, I want you to send me some money. <laughs> exactly. Though that's what, and you know, they always say, "Well, when I get out, I got you. I got you." I got oh, you. that's it all the time. She mm-hmm. always had these little, and I usually let her have it, and I don't say nothing back. Sometimes I'll be wanting to be like, "What well, you two then?" Because you can't. Because I get so mad, but I'm like, I know she's venting. Mm-hmm. But the scariest thing is, because I've had a couple cousins in jail. One of the cousins, he don't talk to me because, you know, he don't like my lifestyle. But, um, like, hearing, like, her mind almost seem like it's not there, that I cannot take. Yeah. Oh, like, when when we talked about her possibly getting more time, 
not her. She, not her. She's like, I didn't get more, more time. I'm getting out on that date. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like that's how I didn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. I was lost for words because I'm like, she's kind of acting delusional right now. Like, sis, you're not going to get out on that time anymore. Yeah. Like, I feel so bad because after 10 years hit, I was like, <sighs> yeah, I like can do two and a half. Mm-hmm. Two and a half ain't nothing. Right. Two and a half about to be going like that. Right. And when I got the call that it was not going to be two and a half, I was just like, shredded. And then that's just so messed up, though. Like, they put you in a position where you have to adapt to your environment. You cannot go into a prison full of prisoners. Even I can't even touch my sister. They yeah. have me there sitting across from her like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, and then they treat you like you're a prisoner oh, when yeah. you go in. Let me first you and we check your We have to take change. We couldn't take dollars. Yeah. I, I felt like a prisoner. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, I didn't want to be there. Exactly. We went out for our little walk and we're in the gates with the barbed wire and the guy out with the gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was scared. Yeah. It's a lot. I'm like, what if the prisoners riot? I know they're women, but what if they riot? Yeah. I was scared. I was I was scared for her. I'm like, wow, I can't believe you live like this every day. Exactly. She in Kentucky. Mm. Yeah. With, I, mean, I just can't. And then I'm like, wow. I'm like, but I guess it took for me to go through that situation to think about other people. Mm-hmm. Because up until that point, I almost felt like everybody who was in jail deserved to be there. Mm-hmm. See, I never had, like, I've always had family members in jail my whole life. Like, like my cousins who were in jail, I felt like they had deserved to be there for oh, the yeah. stuff they did. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all out here, you know, whatever you do, the things that you do, but I'm like, if you don't have any guns, I mean, like, if you don't got no license, you riding around with guns, you out here selling drugs. Yeah. I felt like, I'm like, well, regardless of why you're doing it, I'm like, I understand how that ended you up in jail. Exactly. And I'm like, and because I thought things like that were bad or every time I was around a situation like that, it was bad to me. I'm like, I want y'all in jail too because y'all got guns and stuff and Y'all around here shooting people, and I'd rather you be in jail than mm-hmm. are people who are going to do stuff like that. Right. So I didn't have an example of somebody who, you know, sh- may not Shit. have been there. Like, I watched When They See Us on um, oh, yeah. Netflix, and that movie also got me thinking like, about my sister and, like, being able to see p- people in jail, even though they didn't even commit the crime they did. Mm-hmm. But the, the final part with the oldest kid who, who didn't even do anything, who was asked... He went down there to um, his name is Corey Wise to yeah. just go get his friend, mm-hmm. and then he ended up doing the most like, time. Yeah, in the my sister was in solitary for seven months, and and right now she's in the hole. Well, she was in the hole for seven months, and like after I talked to her after that, her mind was her different. voice. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't, I can't do anything to help my sister. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's going away, and then like I said, she just didn't believe that. She was, had done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. She was like, they was chasing me, but I didn't know they would were chasing me or I would have stopped. I'm like, I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I don't believe that. No, yeah. no. But mm-hmm. I, I couldn't say nothing. Yeah. What was I supposed to say to her? I'm like, it's nothing you can say because it's just like your truth. Somebody can't tell you your truth ain't real. You know she what I'm like, saying? She was like, I'm chasing the girl, but I would have stopped if he would have just told me to stop. I'm like... Did he tell her to stop? You know, maybe he didn't tell maybe, her to stop. I'm like nowadays, you you just can't. It's no way for you to know. You know what I'm saying? I just wish she wasn't chasing the girl. I wish my sister has always been, and I know she still is, does this. She always been the person to try to step up and fight somebody else's battle. Mm-hmm. And that's why she in jail now. Yeah. And that's why she got into this new situation. And I wish 
that haven't happened. But I feel like it's because she wanted somebody to fight for her. I went back through her whole life, even before I was born, to try mm -hmm. to figure out what I could have did for her not to end up in jail. Yeah. Even though that's not going to change nothing, I'm just like, how could we have gotten to this problem earlier? I went all the way back to the first time she went to JJC. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I remember she going to JJC. I remember they said my sister was in, in JJC. I was just so happy to see her. I said, she's going to get out the car. I'm going to give her a big hug. She came out that place mad as hell. Mm -hmm. I would have been mad as hell, too. Yeah. But she ran away from home. Mm -hmm. And my mom called the police on her ass. Yeah. She wasn't going to try to fight my mom as a teenage girl and run away from home. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, she was always a trouble kid. She didn't grow up with her dad in her house. My mom was 16 when she had her. My grandma raised her for a few years. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm like, she came to live with me, with her mom and her two new kids and, his, and her husband. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would have felt some type of way towards us. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought she did for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, like, think of all of those things, like, going on mm -hmm. in her mind that caused her to do that. So then if you would have, like... I got, my mom put me and my brother in a scare program, JJC, oh, like for 12 hours. Mm -hmm. oh, I was pissed with my mom for months because I was never wanted, one, you couldn't tell me nothing to get me to go to jail. Right. I said, I'm not doing nothing to go to jail. Period. I don't want to go. Somewhere. I don't never want to Already. Go. Yeah. And I had a, like two events that day, a, a, a track meet and a city choir rehearsal. So there's let you know, like I do extracurricular activities. I'm not running the streets. Right, exactly. But my brother had gotten into a little fight and, you know, parents, y'all do everything together. I'm like, no. No. And he wasn't even jail. a bad kid. It just was like a little scuffle. Yeah. But one thing for certain, two things. We ain't going to go to jail together. Yeah, that's not what we Exactly. <laughs> if he going by himself. But she sent us to this, like, program for 12 hours. And they treated us like we were, you know, prisoners. Like prisoners. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine how my sister felt. Because we were around the same age. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't realize that until I started thinking about it. My sister was like 13. I was in middle school. I was like 12, 13. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, she sent all of us to, to jail. Mm -hmm. And although I know she was her, she's a mom, a black voice, a young black girl. Right. She's probably thinking like, they need to know this is what they don't need to do. Exactly. But I'm like, no, you, you shouldn't have did that to us. Yeah. I didn't forgive her for that for a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. And that's what, when y'all was talking about parenting, I was thinking, you never know how good you parent into your kids are old enough and expressive enough to let you know you know because even some people they adults now they still won't tell their parents about themselves some things i won't tell you to my mom and dad might bother me yeah I'm like, like, you know my dad still got that i'm your dad boy uh -huh, I'm yeah. like, i'm gonna get it i'm mad but i'm gonna go get it yeah Gosh. like I, I, since i've been like 17 18 i've been pretty how I am now, I'm like vocal, I pretty much. But it's some things like I know would upset somebody, and my intention is never to right. upset, even though I'm letting you know how it's feel or how I perceive something, you know. But you can never know how your kids are gonna turn out, how how they feel about the way that you handle this situation, unless you ask them or when they get old enough and vocal enough that they feel comfortable to now when i got older we had a conversation about it but not not when i was a teenager mm -hmm. still yeah i was i was mad for a long time and then my mom we ended up moving in with my dad when my mom met her now husband mm -hmm. so like those feelings kind of stayed for a little while and our relationship changed though because i live with my dad yeah now. but i just felt like i didn't deserve that i never wanted to be in that place and it, like I was handcuffed mm -hmm. and yelled at and screamed at. I'm like, I haven't even done, done anything, anything to deserve yeah. this. That's how I feel about the police though sometimes. I'm like, this is what they do. Mm -hmm. Like I could not do anything and I could be treated like this. Yeah. Oh. So definitely. that wasn't a good experience for me. I literally have 
I'm not diagnosed, so I can't say that, but I feel pe- like post-traumatic syndrome when I'm around police. Like, I get sweaty, I hyperventilate. Like, I'm just uncomfortable being around the police because I've had instances where they just mistreated me, my family members, people I know, or just being seeing, because I used to live in the projects when I was, I was raised in the projects, so I've seen a lot of stuff, but I've seen them, like, people literally just standing there talking, and they'll pull up and like, oh, no, we searching everybody, you know, like, some stuff like that, and when I grew up, I was always, first I was like, I'm gonna be a lawyer, because I don't ever want anybody to like ingest me i know my constitutional rights and blah 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 right now when i got older i was like which is still on the background i can always be a lawyer but Mm -hmm. um i'm more business focused and driven but i just never thought that was right like and i feel like they give normal people this badge and position of power and some some of those people don't deserve it don't have the competence to have it. No, it's a psychological thing. They need to be treated. Yeah, some people are. Some people, and I always say some people, I'm never a person who says all. all. It's It's never all. It's never all. So for the good cops out there, the good corrections officers or whatever, salute to you, but it's a lot of people doing the wrong things. And what I say... Some of them people, they, they get disrespected at home. You'll see them around their own family and kids. They can't even utter a word. Right, but they get that power when they get, put that badge out and go into and the street. And go and mistreat the next person, you know? I got a possession charge when I was 20 years old. They ain't find no weed. But because I was in a car with my two friends, now we had smoked weed. Mm-hmm. And it smelled like weed, but they ain't find Never no, found weed. no weed. But I was so scared, like, because they pulled us over on the freeway in Stowe County. There was a kid in the car without a car seat, but mm-hmm. you know, he three years old, you know yeah, how we do, get in that car seat, yeah, we get that seat belt. <laughs> so I woke up, there's happening on the window, I'm like, what's going on? And I'm just scared, and they're like, what's going on, or what's going on? And they were like, is there weed in the car? And it was like, um, an ash on uh-huh. something, that they was like, what's what this? this? Yeah, like, I'm like. They asked if we smoke weed, yeah, we were smoking weed, but we don't have any, yeah. it's all gone, sir. Exactly. Do you have any? But we, they checked our car for an hour, our battery died, it was, three guys, a girl and her child who was like three years old. Um, they never found anything, but they gave all of us tickets. They gave me a, a possession ticket that I now have the charge on my record for forever. Crazy. But it wasn't until like two years ago that I was like, I'm like, you know what? I never had any weed. Yeah. But because I was so scared, I didn't fight it. Yeah. They also That's made our battery, our battery die. They wouldn't give us a jump. They dropped us off at a sheets. And told us like we had to figure our own way out. That's crazy. We had a kid. It was late. Yeah. We were driving back from Toledo. They didn't help us. Luckily, we had enough money to buy jumper cables. And the first black people we saw, we asked for a ride. Right. Period. But they treated us like we were criminals. I'm like, even, even if I was smoking weed, I ain't selling it. I ain't selling it. Like, I ain't doing that. Write me my ticket and go. But you, even that possession ticket, like, how can we all be in possession of the same? ash that you found and then it wasn't even any weed and so now here i am and that's on my record i have to explain it for jobs but i'm like now i'm upset because i'm like like i didn't even have any weed but i was so afraid i just took it that happened to me um uh, probably three years ago i was coming from camel but i was coming from 
camel projects now you know, you know camel any, police be hitting camel police will pull you over for anything okay right. but mind you i'm in the parking lot walking to the car so i see them like riding up so i get in a car they like ride up then they ride back down and they like flash their lights towards my car but not the siren lights just like a that flashlight. white light but yeah. that's bright yeah so i'm like sitting in the car i'm like they about to try to pull me over or something i'm not even driving so at this point i'm still sitting there so they pull they turn the light off pull off and then i'm like okay let me hurry up and get out of here before they mess with me so when i go to leave i come down the street they're coming it's like a stop sign right here i'm coming right here the stop sign they stop they got their turn signal like they about to come back up the street i'm coming on so but i got my turn signal to go this way so i turn my and go this way they turn their turn signal off and hop behind me so at this point i'm like what what could they possibly like, what are you doing why are you playing with me like that yeah so they they follow me down the street it's 35 miles per hour so i'm going 34 exactly i put my cruise control on i'm like i'm going 34 exactly so you can't <laughs> say that you they follow me like halfway to i'm like about to get out of camel i'm like at first street or something when I get there, they turn their sirens on. They're like, oh, you have an um, a air freshener hanging from your rearview mirror. One air freshener. One air freshener trick. And it was like, that's obstruction of view. Whose car is this? And blah, blah, blah. Oh. So I'm driving my boyfriend's car. I'm like, well, it's not my car, but I have my license here. My license. I was like, I can get his registration or whatever. He's like, no, don't move. So I'm like, already I'm feeling some type of way. And it's me and two of my girlfriends in the car. So we driving anyway long story short so he takes my id he like oh okay yeah your license came back good but we're gonna have to search this car and i'm like search my car what are you talking about i'm like i'm just japping at this point i'm like call my lawyer because how do you go from an air freshener to now you want to search my car so now i'm going back and forth now i'm like that doesn't make any sense to me sir like you had no reason to pull me over you saying that this air freshener is obstructing my view clearly i could see whatever he was like I'm going to ask you one more time to step out this car and let us search this car or I'll be forced to detain you. I will drag you out of this car. Mind you, my friends was in the car. I got two eyewitnesses. He said that, so this was literally two months after Sandra Blaine. I got out the car. I said, you know what? Excuse me. I was like, can I open the door? I was like, uh, he was like, yes, get out. I told you to get out the car. So when he was walking, I was like, please don't bash my head on the floor. Please don't try to rape me or anything. I'm abiding by your laws. I, even though I'm refusing this search, you telling me that I'm going to be detained if I don't let you search my vehicle. It doesn't make sense. So he's like, I don't know why you would say anything like that. Why would I hit you? Why would I rape you? Like, I'm like, it has happened. Like, don't act like i'm saying something so far-fetched so yeah. now yeah now we have a full-blown debate long story short they search the car and then one of our purse they find a nugget a wee it's like a 0.5 <laughs> literally like and they like oh look what we found here and i'm like what is that i don't even know whose is that what is where did you find that he's like oh it was in your bag and i'm like it wasn't in my bag like how how can you say that and he he brings my id back and i'm like i just gave you my id how can you say you found my id with this week like in your bag right. yeah so it was just a whole thing but just know your laws that all of that was wrong i was trying to fight it but my lawyer ended up talking me out of it told me to take a plea deal because at the time i was in school he was like if you get found guilty you'll lose your financial aid you'll have to pay money back you'll have to do this and then that's when you start feeling like dang is you working with them too because but i ended up playing and now i got disorderly conduct 
just from some bull from visiting camels. The only time I've ever I watch videos on how to handle a police stop all of high school. Mm -hmm. The one time I tried to do that, um, I, they told us we didn't have to roll our windows all the way down. We could just have it so far and talk to police. Man, the one time I tried to just talk back, this police officer screamed at me so hard. So, I jumped so, I was so scared. Yeah, it's like, intimidating. Your, like, he screamed, it's like, roll your window down now. And I was just like, he was like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I've always, I was told that I didn't have to. Man, every time, I've only ever talked back like twice to, to police officers, mm -hmm. but when they got aggressive, I get like, yeah, like I, I'm like frozen. I'm like, I got pulled over on the 4th of July this year. And I was scared because of whatever reason, but, I was also scared because every time I get pulled over, I always see those people getting shot. And I know it's not everybody, but mm -hmm. I should, I was shaking and I, I had my hands up when he came to the, um, to the window. And I think that's the reason why he didn't give me a ticket because mm -hmm. I had my hands up and I got pulled over the day before I um, actually went away for the summer. I ran through a stop sign. I knew I rolled right through it. I just, you know, mm -hmm. looked left and got window right. Nobody was coming. I saw the police officer. So I was getting my ID out of my phone and mm -hmm. dropped my phone. Man, I put my hands up so fast. And I told him, I said, I, I dropped my phone. I just want you to know I dropped that is my a phone. phone. That is a P-H-O-N-E. And they can think that it's a lot, but I'm not playing. Because I'm like, no. Yeah. It's, like, it's in every movie now, and it's in it's mm -hmm. on every news station. I ain't about to be that person. I don't want to no be. No one thinks it can be you until it's you and you. Until it's you, exactly. And it's so real. And that wasn't the only bad experience. Like I've had a cop bash my face on the ground. I've had cops like pull my hair. You know, just being at the wrong place, like somewhere where somebody else was fighting, and I'm just like a bystander. Or one time somebody confronted me like and I was walking around. Makes a whole crowd yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, what? No, nobody, I wasn't even here. I was just passing by. You go mace out, out loud? Yes. I got my face bashed on a on the floor for walking away from a fight. By a cop though. I walked away from a fight but he wanted to know what was going on and I'm like it's nothing. I, I don't want to talk to you. I don't have to talk to you at this time I was 17. So I'm like I don't have to talk to you. He grabbed me, bashed my face on the floor and then wrote me a charge for resisting arrest, which I was never under arrest. But that's a whole nother conversation. But it's it's so real. So people just if you're gonna deal with the cops, know that it can go left. So try to be on your best behavior, watch your tone, and it's hard to keep your tone when somebody is being aggressive towards you. Have you seen Queen of Slim yet? No, I want to see that. Oh my gosh! I want to. So see I'm it. not going to tell you the movie, but we all know like they shot the police I love officer. Spoilers, so you can tell me. Yes, uh, I'm one of them people. Oh, like that will make gosh. me see it. No one was about to. So happen. they shot the police officer because they got pulled over. So the thing I didn't know is they aren't dating. They're on their first date. That was the big thing about the movie. That was like, oh my gosh, they're not. They don't know each other. Yeah. And then throughout the situation as to how they got to know each other. I'm like, could you imagine being down as F, down yes. AF for somebody you don't even know? Right. But y'all in this together? Yeah. So they end up shooting the cop after he tussled, but he shot the girl. Oh, but she was a lawyer, so she got out the car and was like, you shouldn't be doing this, blah, blah, blah. You don't have the right to do this. He's like, get in the car. Get in the car, the police officer. Then he pulled his gun, and he about to shoot. Well, he ended up shooting, but the, the guy um, bumped him, and he ended up shooting her in the leg. But he was going to shoot her. Yeah. And as black people or as people versus the, the authority, mm -hmm. they feel like, or, and they have the right and the authority to shoot you. And even though that man was wrong, they had to run for their lives because there's yeah. nothing 
they could have said nothing they could say or do because they killed a cop. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, he had just killed a black person and got off and never got fired. You know, he just went right back to work. Mm-hmm. So we didn't find that out until like halfway through the movie. Oh, okay. So we ain't know that at first thinking about him. We just see a cop or a white cop and we're like, oh, well, you. Right. Not surprised we see this um, or, you know, that's the yeah, system. That's exactly. what policing was built for. But I was watching the movie. They both, they, they died at the end. Hmm. I'm watching the movie not realizing that that's going to happen because I was so hopeful that yeah. maybe something would happen that, you know, I'm like, Somehow they didn't do anything they wrong. Tell, they, yeah. they just tried to save themselves. And I'm like, that's me. I'm like, oh. I'm like, I can't even, we can't even save ourselves Mm-mm. because they were wrong for killing a police officer who was going to kill one of them. Right. Or both of them. And the sad thing is, these days, nobody believes anything unless you have a video. the video or, th- like, the person is actually there. And hell, the police officer got the video. They still don't. They still won't believe it. Yeah. Sandra exactly. Blanche should not have ended up dead. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. And there's some people, everybody got their job still. Yeah, exactly. And then what? people just stop talking about it, though. Now it's just, like, yesterday's news, like, all of those stories, even because every freaking police shooting to me every injustice that we everything always loop back to Emmett Till for me like even though is we not segregated we you can get lose your life from whistling at a person you can lose your that life that same lady then, who in her, on her deathbed said that you didn't do it but off of I hearsay I punch her in the throat yeah. <laughs> if I was her nurse I would have like <laughs> man I'd have chopped her right in the throat. Uh, I would have probably did some other stuff, but that is just, it's just wrong. Like, people can say and accuse you of anything, and pretty much if you don't got the physical proof, like, look at me. This is a video of me sitting on the couch watching TV. Like, right. But they come in your house to shoot you. Oh, yeah. They, they come, come right in your house to shoot you. Why serious? Like, it just don't make sense. So, being a person with brown skin, black person of color it for me and I speak for me that is my thought process of the authorities most of the time mm-hmm. and it, it, it goes back to like you say Emmett Till slavery and the policing and how most of the people in jail are black yeah when it's way more of every other race but us yeah because they have most them of there. them in there for petty crime that's slavery yeah exactly they imprison us that's why it's so easy to go I'm always afraid that they'll Figure out a way to get me in there. And I'm like, they, the government, or whoever else is. Right, People right. are like, you really think the government? Yes, let's not act like we don't know what America was founded on. Period. I'm and not they... act like we have these morals as a country. No, we don't. I we understand do. what stuff is. And God, we trust, yes. But in America, we decide. And people can make they things decide. happen. It's so easy. Step is so accessible to make, like, facilitate. It's just like in movies. Every movie where there's a villain, it's, he's Russian. Hmm. So how would we feel about Russians? Right, up? right. Like, oh. They're, they yeah, look they're like this. Or, yeah. you know, they're um, uh, Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. So we always see that. And I'm like, but like I said, those mass shooters, they all been white. <laughs> Did you see Dave Chappelle stand up? Yes, yes. <laughs> that That's the truth, though. Man, that man is a genius. He is. He was yes. funny. He was really He pulls out a lot of stuff that people are like, that's so rude. I'm like, no, that's real. Yeah. And people feel uncomfortable. Sometimes people don't agree with it, and mm-hmm. that is all right. Yeah. I love Dave Chappelle, though. He always be speaking realness, okay? Now, listen, I know we got a little off track for a lot of these things, but we have hit the hour mark. Oh. That's how easy this conversation is. Yes. That's how easy it was. Now, I want to tell you, just like I told Mike, my goal is to have a visual. I want to have the whole live talk show. But what I really want to do is be able to extend this conversation. Mm-hmm. Because, again, so many of us deal with this right here in Youngstown. And everybody fighting over everything else. But when we could be connecting on 
yeah. things that we do have in common. Yeah. Because we're, we all hurting, but nobody want to hurt nobody, together. Exactly. Hurt individually and then hurt each other. Right. Or nobody even want to talk about it. It's like, I gotta, I can't let nobody see me hurt, you right. know? Sometimes it's like embarrassing and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more of an open person probably than the average person. So mm-hmm. I, I share, I, you know, share things that I've been with. And yeah. Because I don't want to be ashamed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. I don't just tell everybody my whole life, but I definitely am open to sharing like a lot of experiences I've been through, which Mm -hmm. I feel like make me greater. Yeah. Yeah. And then sharing that can help somebody else too. So definitely. So I definitely want to continue this conversation. You know, I'm getting more mics in Mm -hmm. and I want to talk with a few more people because I know this is affecting so many Many people that, you know, we know in the city. Yeah. And there's, like more things that we could do for each other than we could. Right. Even just having a conversation. The conversation is definitely the starting place. So just putting the issue out there, I think that's like the best start. You already just with this podcast alone, probably just going to reach some people and just let them know. And one of the things I wanted to say before we get off of that topic or close this out, is like it's holiday season at any other time, you know, you show love to your family and, prison you know or jail or wherever like whether it's just one picture one family picture one car one something just let them know that they got somebody who's still thinking about them and care because i i can't lie i dropped the ball on letter writing a lot i'm not a i went letter from writer. writing letter like every other day to like almost never sometimes yeah like, oh, let, me, let me hurry up and like write something and my sister my sister one thing like with the phone like she got to and it started to make me like she got to casually casually Uh using the phone like we could talk every day and using up all the time I'm like no we can't talk like this yeah because we're paying for this yeah Yeah. and I'm like I I don't I'm like and I just can't afford to talk to you like this right now and I don't want us to get used like not Mm -hmm. just you but not me either to get used to thinking I can talk to you whenever I want because I can't right so we need to like schedule out this conversation mm-hmm. but like she just called me or she just used up all the time i'm like we can't do this like we gotta yeah. figure out some type of plan but again i know i can't just let all of those things make me run because I, I run from my problems mm-hmm. i'm like you know you and john gotta deal with it i just want to talk to you because it's a problem for me yeah and that's not okay because i don't want to just abandon her yeah but staying attached to you is probably like the only mental saying like your family period you know the people who are actually she's still able to communicate like like how you were saying like she seemed like a little delusional kind of you know like or like not here y'all is what will ground her right even if it's not like to your standard like you know what i'm saying but it will give her a piece of reality outside of there did that make sense? No, definitely. Okay, yeah, because, I I, like I said, I'm not the best. I can't tell you to write your sister every day. I don't write my brother every month. I don't, you know, I drop I the ball sometimes. But... Then she complains. All you do is send me pictures. I'm like, you don't want to see what's going on? Yeah, like, exactly. Not everything, girl. Take the picture. I'm just trying to help. That's yes. all, you know. So, but during the holidays, like, anybody who listening, if you got somebody, just three words, send a JPEG. Drop $10 on a book. Whatever you can spare, it will go a long way because people feel like people forgot about that. I feel like that's what my brother think a lot. Like, oh, y'all just forgot about me. Or like you said, your sister said, y'all just left me in here. or Y'all going to leave me in here. Like, no, you still on my mind, but I'm on my grind too. So right. here go a little bit of time I took. And... On my mind, but on my grind. <laughs> there he is. Yes. Yes. Like, on that note, we will come to a close, but this is not the last you have heard of us. 
But I want to thank you so much um, no because no this conversation helped me out a, little, a lot. And I think it'll be very insightful to a lot of other people. Yeah. Who, like I said, because I wasn't talking about it. I don't even tell people really. People are like, you got a sister? I'm like, yeah, she in jail. They be like, your sister in jail? I didn't even know you had a sister. I'm like, right. I guess I don't even realize that I don't talk about it. Yeah, that's crazy. But I, I wish she was here like, yeah. so badly. And, and I could tell, though. And I, like, it's like a low-key weight was lifted a little bit off yeah, their shoulder yeah, yeah. today just to it's get heavy. it out there. You can hear it in my voice. Things get bring it in mm -hmm. physically into me. I'm like, but I feel like both of us I, sound lighter from the beginning of the conversation. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely a good conversation. So yeah. thank you so much. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has again been the third degree with James Major Burns and Miss Sequoia Harris. Check out Why Me next year in May. We'll be touring. Where y'all gonna be touring? Um, so I know we got dates for Columbus, Akron, and Cleveland so far. So Not it'll be. Time? We don't have Youngstown wow. yet. It, it's definitely coming, but we just didn't get the physical date yet. Okay, so okay. I know Youngstown is on the map, though. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. And we will be sure to have all of your information uploaded to the people so they can know where to find you. Thank you. Shop Bundle Life. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Tune in.